Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Blog Talk Radio. Power Show, and my name is Beverly D. 
And for those of you that's not familiar with Sister Seta Aset, she is a true believer in the metaphysical side of reality. She has written for such publications as Helium and and Science Friction Magazine. Her mentors were Dr. Delbert Blair and Bobby Hemmett, just to name a few. And right now she's working on her books in a movie. So let's get Sister Seta up. Sister Seta, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine, Sister Beverly, and how about you? Good, good, good. Excellent. Good. So for those that I'm, are not familiar with your work, tell them what are you doing, who you are, and where they can find your work at. Okay. Well, first off, my name is Seta. I'm a Aseta Munaliel. That's my whole name. Uh, mm-hmm. On legal paper, to be exact. And um, I, I love science fiction. I'm a science fiction writer, author, entrepreneur. And, um, you know, I have five novels out there at this moment, and it's about to be seven. So uh, the first novel is uh, Bright Light. The second one is uh, Gathering of the Vanguard, which we just finished reading. Uh, the War is what we're into now. Uh, the fourth book is 9X, which is really exciting. And also the last one that is in print right now is In the Realm of the Gods. I am working on a six which is called Chemistry Area 51. And the last book that I'm dealing with right now that I'm working on is called Cosmic Legacy. So right now I am doing also uh, voiceovers. And if you go to my website, which is chemistry.com, that's chemistry with a K, K-E-M-E-T-S-T-R-Y, and you go there and you come to the H-O-C and the D-O-C, those voices that you hear is actually my voices where I do my own uh, voices for my characters. And so, um, and I also, uh, you can also get the novels on Amazon.com as well. And I do have some links on my website where you can go there. Uh, if you want to leave me an email, my email is chemistryfiles at gmail.com. Again, spelled the same way, K-E-M-E-T-S-T-R-Y at chemistryfiles at gmail.com and drop me a line and I can send you a novel and I will author, you know, I will sign it for you uh, and send mm-hmm. it to you that way if you like something personalized. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So we are on the book War now, correct? Yes, The War. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we finished doing, I think we did uh, the prologue, and we came into some of the information she was giving out. And we did Part 76, The Transition. So right now we're into, and it's a countdown. And I don't want anyone to confuse themselves when they do get the novels. It's a countdown. And we started on Part 100. And so we're counting down from there. And so right now we're on Part 75, The Ultimatum. And so Mm -hmm. I want to say this before we get started. Uh, These works are of fiction, nonfiction, okay? And it's for entertainment purposes only. So I don't want anyone to get stressed out and say, well, no, that's not right or, you know, that's not correct. Some Some of the things that I do write in here, you can Google them. They are there. 
But um, other than that, it is fiction, nonfiction. Okay. For our entertainment. So, okay. <laughs> so we are on seventy chapter 75 now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. The ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready? We're ready. Yes. I want to kind to kind of give um an update on where we were, where okay. we've been. Okay, now this this young woman was born basically to save part of the human race. Now, not everybody's going to be able to be saved, and we know that in real in this reality. We know this. Okay, so, you know, I want everybody to understand that. Um, now, right now, she's found the person that is going to be with her through all of this. And he is a brother, and um, they are together. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, she's not separate and have all the power to herself. It is shared. They both share the same power. And so right now, they've been challenged by uh, – let me stop right there. Sister Beverly, do you hear a noise in the background, like sort of like a, a connection problem in the background? Because you come I don't know if it's on my, on my end. end. Oh, okay. Okay. Can okay, you hear good. me so, clear? Okay. Yes, I can. I just hear um, – mm-hmm. I kind of hear some kind of uh, noise like a – the noise in the background is kind of like it's a bad connection, but as long as you can hear me, I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay, it's no static okay. or nothing. Okay. Okay, so we're – okay, so uh, they were challenged by the governments of Africa, which is now – Africa is not countries on a continent. Right now in this day and time, it is a whole country. The whole continent of Africa has come together. This is how far up in the future we are in this. And uh, so she's been challenged, along with her king, by the African government and the North American government because the North American government feels like that the ships that they found in Africa that they took to North America have flown back to pick the people up. So they're saying they're in possession you know, of their ships, and they can't take off with them. They're violating, you know, their policies. They're violating their laws, and they can't take off in those ships. So they sent both the armies to retrieve them and plus have her and her king stand down. You know, we're going to take you into custody. Mm-hmm. You're going to stand down. These people are going to get off this ship, and we want our things back. So this is where they are right now. So but she had something in store for them. What she did was they didn't she didn't kill them. You know, there's there's there was no malice. She didn't hurt anybody. What they did was they put them to sleep. And so basically the entire world is at sleep right now. They're asleep. So this okay. is where we are. This is where we began. Okay? So the people that okay. uh, is looking, the people that's looking for her, like the general and them, they're, they're asleep too. Yes, everybody is asleep. That's okay. the type of power that they wield. Yeah, and this mm-hmm. is the type of power okay. that 
the governments were afraid of. They were afraid of it. So Mm -hmm. they were doing all they could to cage them up. Okay. And they couldn't. Okay. Okay, so here we go. Part 75, The Ultimatum. At 6 a.m. bright and early, Femi and Zuri awoke before the world. And when they did, they both experienced the exact thoughts and dreams of what they would need to do while addressing the leaders. They felt a need to inform all of humankind, man and so-called man, about what was going to happen so the people could hold their leaders responsible and for the leaders to not have power to hold them and Mother Earth hostage anymore. Sister Bab, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have to hang up and then call you back on another line because I'm getting this feedback, and okay. um, it's it's really annoying. So I'm going to have to change lines if you don't mind. Okay, so uh, I'll play your other song until we reconnect. So that's fine. Okay. Okay. okay thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. All right. All right, everyone. Just uh, hold on. Get you a. Um, water break and uh let me see if i can find her other music here and uh we can listen to that and her books are excellent and this is you know it's not too often that you get the author to come and read the book for you so wait a minute i don't even have to play any music here she is Okay. All right. Is that better? That is so much better, Sister Bev. Thank you. Okay. 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 Okay, and that sound is gone too, so it had to be on my end, but it was yeah, cuz okay. I couldn't hear. All right. Mhm. Okay, so we'll continue. Okay, so no one would be ignorant to the secrecy the once powerful and evil kind of man held over them. The planet will be brought back to her original state and wiped clean. There will be no more misuse of her natural resources and no more poisoning of the water or the air. There will be no more senseless killing of its citizens and no more hurt and pain among the masses. It will soon be over. Walking among their own people, occasionally looking in on them, one cabin at a time, and observing them sound asleep was almost a crime of having to awaken them for the meeting. Are you ready for this? asked Zuri. If you are, then so am I, she replied. The two separated and went around to each cabin, awakening their enlightened people to prepare themselves for breakfast and a meeting at the Kaaba. Once the word was conveyed, it spread all through the camp. After everyone refreshed themselves, they began to gather at the main dining cabin to a breakfast in which Zuri led the reverent chant to the prime creators. Afterward, everyone, including the children, moved into the interior of the camp and piled into the kava. They seated themselves all around the solid gold stone square. Once they were seated, Femi and Zuri seated themselves in the middle 
of their people on the square. The people were chattering among each other, asking why they were not on their way from the carnage and the suffering at the hands of the ones who hated them most. Ayura whispered to Leo and asked him why their daughter and her king had them once again in the Kaaba for a meeting that hadn't liberated them. His reply to her was he wanted to know the same as well. Sisters and brothers, children alike, I know you want to know why we are still here on Mother Earth. Mother Earth is precious to us, and not only that, she's very important to the entire universe. We all agree that she should not have been treated like she has. The mistreatment of her has caused much pain and grief among the masses. In truth, she should be celebrated by all that is good, peaceful, and just. And in actuality, there is enough food, land, and water for every living thing on her. You also may wonder why those people are lying asleep out there in your front yard. And most importantly to the children, I know it looks and feels strange to you that it, that it appears they have ascended, but they have not. They are sleeping a little longer than usual. I will awaken them when I have given a complete understanding to all of you. Femi took a deep breath and continued. After you boarded the ships to leave here, I was halted by the prime creators. I was told to stop and listen to instruction. I was told all life is a precious thing to the creators, for nothing is harmed, hurt, or annihilated. People are supposed to have a chance to live a life well-rounded in spirituality, harmony, and a way to survive together. My instructions were to give these people, especially the blinded, another chance in this life, to give them a chance to change and do what is right by all things that nature calls on them to do. I was also told that we will be the guardians of our own nations, which will consist of Southern Mexico, the South American continent, and the isles of Cuba, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, Haiti, and all the islands in the area. We will protect the areas south. We will, we will protect the areas south of the far eastern continents below the 33 degree parallel and, of course, El Cabulon. Most of our problems are located in the northern parts of the world. Mankind in the southeastern areas seem to have learned their lessons, but we will keep a close eye on all their activities. While the Dracons are still active in this part, still active, still an active part in all of this. Anyone who is willing to stay connected to disorder, chaos, and all things that goes against the Mayot will have his wish. For what we want and need is a complete continental divide from the thoughts of the Western world. We will not tolerate barbarism or atrocities 
of any kind from any country that is in these areas that I will be naming. All religions and make-belief systems will be wiped clean. All those who are in southern Mexico will reside below the 33-degree parallel. There are reasons for this, and the main one is our DNA. We do not belong anywhere where it doesn't benefit our genetic makeup. While some of you are part human, you cannot function as well, but as a spiritual entity, you can adapt to anything to survive if necessary, and at the moment, it is not. I will put in place eye watchers to rule and guard over these areas until I receive other instructions from the creators. How I choose these eye watchers will depend solely upon you and your devotion to what is needed to be done. One of the brothers asked her, Ashe, my queen, I am from the Teotihuacan region, and with your permission, I would guard the whole of Mexico and the South American area with my fellow brothers and sisters. Brother Miso, it is yours. Now you must choose 90 others to assist you, and after you do, go to your king so he may give you further instructions on what is needed of you and your group. Peace, my queen, he replied. Are there any other family members who want to get closer to where they were similarly living to guard the people and while there enlighten them about who they are? Many hands were raised up to be eye watchers for their king and queen, but it was so many that Femi and Zuri couldn't see through them all. So they confided in each other and they made a decision. For the Isle of Cuba, Zuri chose three from Louisiana. He chose two from Georgia, USA, to guard Jamaica, and two from New Guinea to guard Haiti, and so on for the other isles. From these points, the continent of North America was within their observation so that they may maintain a constant watch of how the people were treated. If the harsh treatment continued as it did before the departure, then there would be repercussions placed upon its administration. Now that we have confirmed where our eye watchers will be placed onto the earth, I want all of you to go about your everyday life living and working, either here at the camp or out into El Cabulon. If you so desire, you may leave El Cabulon and go to the places where the eye watchers will secure the people from the enemy. Ashe, until we convene at the next meeting. After they all disassembled out of the Kaaba, Ayura asked her daughter for some private time for a discussion. Accompanied by her husband, she asked, Daughter, what does all this mean exactly? Mother, father, I want you to stay at the camp. Zuri and I are going to build habitats here for the conscious ones, especially for our older families. If a few decide to go and venture out into this country, and the other places I have named, then they are most welcome to do so. But I want you to keep this in mind. 
Zuri and I want you and his mother to be close to us, for it is far from being over. There are many things to come as it concerns the evil lives of the world, especially when it comes to the Dracons and their minions. I know they are planning, they are planning something insidious against us with our own sleeping people and those who hate us naturally. The serpents and beasts will never let go of the havoc they've had on the planet ever since they were dropped off by those who did not want them on their planet. So the test now is to survive here with them for a while until I can judge what our next step will be. But do not be afraid. It will be all right because you know the ways of the Dogon now. You have been taught everything you need to know about defending yourself against any ugly power that might come against you. The power of the Ma'at will never let you down. It will protect you like it has protected me. My daughter, you make me proud. You have taken on the warrior spirit I have in me. Don't get me wrong. I will still go to battle with you. And for you, the fire the Creator has bestowed in you and Zuri is incredible. You are not afraid of any man or anything. And yet, deep down as a father, I can't help but worry. Never worry, Father, for if you do, then that won't help any of us. I understand what you are saying. Therefore, your mother and I will be happy to stay here. That'll be one less thing you have to contend with. Whatever decision you make, your mother and I will be with you. Both Femi and Zuri collaborated with one another and knew this was the perfect time to awaken the troublesome humans from their sleep. This would be the last beacon of hope for man and his kind in achieving a better world that would bestow a sense of harmony to him. While the, while the Dogon was preparing plans to make good on a permanent city for the people who will occupy the mountain, the remaining enlightened group was curious in wonderment about how the presidents of both the United States and Alcabulon would feel when each were going to be told they would have to consent to the laws the creators passed down to Femi and Zuri. Femi wanted to make sure all was secure at home. So with one of the powers bestowed on them by the creators, they walked over to their aggressors and created a field of energy around them and the two presidents only with no interference from anyone and certainly not their evil armies. Seeing this take place, Femi and Zuri's parents, along with the Hogan, was assured that these two young people had captured the world and had it under control from the beast and its cohorts. Zuri waved his aunt over the two men, and Femi spoke. She said solidly, Arise, presidents of North Mexum and El Cabellon, rise and stand up. As they lay on their backs, the men slowly opened their eyes 
looked up and saw Femi and Zuri looking down upon them. Feeling highly dizzy from his slumber, the president of America was the first to quickly jump up, dusted himself off, and asked what happened. The president of Alcabulon lay on the ground for a little while longer, knowing that he and his army were defeated before they even began was a total disappointment. Finally, he arose and began to feel the same dizziness the American president felt. We have decided to suspend our original plans we had for your kind on this earth. We know, and you know, she has had all she can take with your feet on her soil. Too much blood has spilt through many, many years upon the earth's ground needlessly with lies, hatred, grief, and war. We had a sworn duty to help her get rid of your stench, but at the moment we were stopped from carrying out your demise. We have been given new instructions for your survival, which I will not inform you of at this time. However, Zuri and I will send you and your armies back to whence you came, and in time, we will come and speak of what we expect of humanity concerning this planet and its residents. Both presidents were steaming with anger at this very young woman's instruction about what she planned to do for mankind and the well-being of this planet. Who was she to demand these men leave this country and override their plans about their armies? and their place in the world. But they knew she could do it, and there was absolutely nothing they could do about it. Soon after, Zuri raised the rest of the invaders to life. Walking away, the two presidents were joined by their military generals and their secret guards, of whom they instructed to stand down until further notice. And after all was said, they packed up their entire death machine and departed, leaving nothing behind but defeat. All right, Sister Bear, that was it. Okay. And so now um, I was looking for that email you say you sent me. Which email did you send it to me? Oh, it's been uh, it's been about a week, and let me. Let me check and see. I can go to my email. Uh, it's been about a couple of weeks. Oh, maybe, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it wasn't recent. I can't find it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know yeah. I've been looking and looking, and I'm like, I can't find it. But which one uh, do you, well, uh, was it the truth? There are several, so I'm going to. Okay, I think okay. it's on. We'll, I think we'll it is. It yeah, <laughs> I think it was okay. truth. That's truth prediction. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all right. I'll look it up. Which is beautiful, okay, by now, the way. Uh, I think everybody should read to uh, get into truth predictions. It's beautiful. <laughs> now, uh, what, what on those spaceships and things? Was it? Did anybody come on those spaceships, or did I mean? They've been here for a while or what? Yes, they had been there for a while because 
basically they came I say these ships arrived here about maybe six or seven thousand years ago and they had just mm. been in that desert and it's been so long that you know the sand and the dust and the you know the dirt the ground mm-hmm. just covered over them and okay. so when it was time when it's time when it was time for her to walk the earth they started to unearth themselves slowly until one of them okay. was sticking out of the dirt and then they just happened to they were digging for oil you know, and mm-hmm. they hit one of them, and then they just okay. pulled them on out of the earth. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happened? I mean, were it anybody in them, or those people, or whatever did, whatever aliens, or were they lived way back in that time, thousands of years ago, or or what? Yes, there were some entities in each one of them because they came to okay. pick them up. That's what they come for. But, yeah, there were some entities, and they lay dormant in the ships until it was time to go. Okay. Okay. So now they've mm-hmm. been uh, awakening, activated. Right. They've, they've awakened, okay. and they've activated, and they were on their way to go until they were confronted by these armies. And so now what Femi has done is she's put the entities in the ship back to sleep in the mountain. You know, they flew back into the mountain instead of in the desert. Mm-hmm. They went back into okay. the mountain where they are. Uh-huh. And so okay. they're back asleep again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So now um, we have time. We could do uh, another chapter. Okay, so uh, so now she's waking everybody, you know, everybody in the campus woke, and she told them, explained to them what was going on. So then mm-hmm. she went and awakened the presidents and their armies, and of course everybody else is not awoke yet, but, you know, they're really pissed off okay. at her about, you know, them tell, she telling them what she going to do. So, and they've been, right. they really haven't been keeping house. Okay. The house is dirty, so, so she's cleaning so house. She's- it kind of like what's going on now. A lot of house cleaning going on in the government. A lot of fighting. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And they don't like it that she she uh, changing things and not listening to them and taking charge. Basically. Right. Okay. Yes. Basically, she's taking charge because they have done such a a poor job. You know, at trying to govern the people, and you know everybody's suffering and things like that, and it, and it's, you know, we think we got something going on now. You know, back more up into the future, it's going to be worse than that. So mm-hmm. we're in the future time right now. I say okay. this would be maybe twenty thirty, twenty thirty nine, somewhere along in there. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So we're on uh. Part 74, The Organization. Okay. In the meantime, the people were meticulously waiting until the last of the forces that tried its best to destroy them clear out from the area. They made sure they left no stones unturned to retaliate against them if they left the protection of the camp too soon. So basically, these armies, you know, the uh, opposition was waiting on them to come out the camp so they could shoot them down, but they didn't leave, you know, right away. 
Okay, Femi and her king informed the elders of their departure to the highest peak on the mountain, away from the people to awaken and restore the rest of humanity. Meanwhile, the military, along with President Foster, President Foster now, Edwin and Clara and President Jelani were watching the lifeless bodies in horror as their armada trekked down the slope. They were observing the sleeping population lying on the ground, either on their backs, their stomachs, across park benches, cars, sitting in cars that had been in motion. Buses and all types of transportation had ceased. Animals of all kinds joined in the aftermath of what was dubbed spontaneous genocide. Nigel Andrew Foster said to himself, if this is the kind of power these two young people have in their hands, then it is a necessity to relieve it by any means known to man. After that thought, Zuri's adopted father asked, Nigel, do you see what I'm seeing? Yes. And I was thinking, how in the hell could they do this? I'm trying to understand what God would order this kind of destruction upon us. One who is angry as hell at our history and what mankind did in the past. This is very profound and we shouldn't take it lightly. This is something much more destructive, much more critical and inclusive for us to be playing chess with. These two are not giving are not giving us any choice but to adhere to their demands. I'm not and I'm not about to face them in a confrontation. If there was just a hint of war on your mind, Nigel, I'd rethink that notion. Now, I'm going to sit this out and try to make sense of what they want and how to make sure the people of our of Alcabulon are safe. This is too much devastation to see with my own eyes. And they aren't even at war with us. Whatever this is, we cannot win it. Am I hearing you right, Jelani? Are you backing down? Asked Nigel. Are you crazy? Yes, I am. For the moment. And until I know what their plans are and what I'm dealing with, I will be as cooperative as I can be. I am not going to pump my chest out and have them angry with me. Not with this kind of power, he replied. Along the way, the military convoy continued to observe the bodies that lay along the side of the road in the dirt as if they just stopped in their tracks. Cars were full of people in the streets where they had either lost control or ran off into a brick wall. When they arrived in Uganda, the devastation was even greater. Everything was in disarray. There were fires burning out of control, vehicle, ac vehicle accidents on every corner, and masses of people lying everywhere. It was an unspeakable situation, and there was nothing that could, be that could describe what the men were viewing. The convoy drove on and reported back to the president's general, 
that at the time the same thing was happening 20 miles ahead. Edwin sat in disbelief while Clara closed her eyes ever so tightly away from the carnage. President Foster screamed out, when the hell is, they going, is she going to wake them? Can't they see we have been defeated? The people have suffered long enough, and with the power she holds, I'm sure she knows how much more they can take. For the first time in the history of man, these leaders who control two of the most powerful militaries in the world felt the lowest of lows in their entire political history. To know that one woman and one man brought them all to their knees, helpless, paralyzed, blinded, sideswiped, and at their mercy with the wave of an onk and a staff. Air Force One was still waiting on the tarmac when they arrived. When the pilots seated in the same with the pilots seated in the same position as they were when they were rendered sleep, one of the Secret Service men tried his best to arouse them out of their slumber to no avail. Oh, Edwin, said Clara, I just want to get out of here. Dear, they're doing everything they can to get us all back to Cairo. Since there was no one experienced enough to fly the plane, they all had a chance to sit and simmer in their stew. They could for once in their miserable lives as a collective realize what they had what they had allowed to happen to the world in general was a effing big ass mistake. Now not only do they have to deal with the creator's army, they had to somehow quell the anger of the Dracons. Their asses was on the line, but billions of people were caught in the middle of the chaos. On this trip, none of the Dracons had accompanied them to confront Fenix, so they assumed they were in retaliation mode on their ship that was perched in the waters off the Pacific coastline, bringing into, bringing into being their methods of wrath down upon man and his kind when they were not successful in bringing down the Enlightenment. These men were so afraid the president of Alcabulon prayed in his spirit that Femi would hear his prayer in his powerful mind that he would in his in her powerful mind that he would sincerely be forgiven for his ignorance to save the world, to save him. They sat there for hours, closed mouth, staring at each other, wondering what was next. During this time, Femi and Zuri were on their way to awaken the world. When he suggested to her, instead of sending a message across the skies to the leaders, make night a constant until they complied. And she thought that was excellent. But instead of constant night, Femi suggested a constant daylight, 90 and 100 degree weather with no rain all across the planet until they had no other choice but to comply. Once the world was reawakened, let this be a testament to all who search for an understanding of why. When they reached the top, they looked at the expanse of the universe and all its glorious wonderment. 
they decided, excuse me, to take a flight around each planet in this solar system to view them on a personal note, for they knew there are other living things on each one. The universe is alive and teeming with an abundance of life, but many have been taught to believe the opposite. As above, so below, it is said. Zuri sent a message to the Hogan that he and Femi plan to connect to interstellar flight and become one totally and complete with all things. Once the connection was made, the Hogan relayed this information to Leo, and the two people were on their way. They held hands and physically boosted themselves off the mountain and shot forcefully into the stratosphere, bearing nothing but their consciousness as their guide. Each planet they visit was just as lustrous as the last one. There were no signs of upright walking entities, but there were signs of life in one form or the other. However, on Mars and Venus, Saturn and Mercury, there had been signs of a more intelligent life form, and when they walked these planets, there were remnants of civilizations that inhabited it millions of years ago. There were structures on all of them, similar to the dwellings the Dogon, the Hopis, and the Anasazi once lived in. On Mercury, there stood a tower made out of blistonite that was well over 30 miles high, and below that was a very large colony of circular structures that the Mercuryites, Mercuryites once lived and sustained themselves in. Seeing all of this was a gift to know that for the moment the inhabitants of Earth might be saved from their extinction. Femi and Zuri were so attuned to the cosmos that the human in them almost forgot the urgency of life on Earth. So they cut short the beauty and splendor of creation and returned home. Upon returning, Zuri signaled to Abdul the importance of the next step in awakening humanity and to prepare the conscious ones of the fervor from the masses who would genuinely not understand what happened to them. After all, it had been two days since they had succumbed to their power. The question was how their leaders were going to explain this phenomenon away with clear answers. As before, they raised their onks and Akhenaten's scepter and reversed the effects of the comatose condition of the sleeping many below. To them, this was the natural state the sinister gave to the people for years to keep them unconscious. But once awake, they wondered just how many would rebel against them. If they didn't realize the answers after they opened their eyes, they would soon be part of something their evil leaders could never explain. The immaculate power that rose from the staff up into the cosmos, as before, gave life to those who began to rouse out of their slumber. The majority felt the effects of dizziness, while others were extremely nauseous. Others were mortified and very frightened of what had taken place. Many had defecated and urinated on themselves 
wondering why they were not near a restroom. The pilots on Air Force One were grossly stupefied when they awoke. The massive problems of the world that came forward after life was interrupted was interrupted were too unspeakable to dissect. This was the talk among the people all around the world as news began to flood the airways of the happening, but no one had an answer. Dissension divided the races so quickly that in each country, martial laws were mandatory and in effect more now than before the sleep. The theories began to flow on the wrath of God scenario and the so-called second coming drowned the religious broadcasting stations. The misinformed preachers started to spew their lies as taught to them by Pope Peter the 18th and his henchmen to further put fear in the people into submitting to Christianity and all the other zealous religions affiliated with it. Realizing this, Ziri said, what are we going to do? We need to do it expeditiously so those who feel they still hold the world in their hands cannot overrule the people again. Well, you are correct, my king. We must begin the daylight immediately. This will be the action to take for the gratification the people need in order to completely break free from oppression. I am full of hope that the people don't have to suffer long after this. The leaders will have to come to us to correct after the truth has been revealed. While a major world cleanup was taking place, Femi called for another meeting with the elders only. She informed them of the pending event that would, take, that would be taking place within the next few hours. Daughter, what has the creators planned for us now? Asked the Yura. The creators haven't planned anything for us. It is planned for the ones who have created great evil upon the planet. It seems they are content with what they have experienced, and now they are proceeding as if it was an anomaly, something they can't fully explain to the people. They are using religion, science fiction, and everything that is not true to explain away their diabolical schemes to continue their evil stronghold on the human race. We know the leaders who pleaded to us before the sleep are refusing to answer any questions the people have for them. Now, I want to know how they are going to explain to the masses when night becomes day for a quan, which means a month. Should we be on high alert when they find it is you that has placed them in distress once again? No, Father, for they will have no other choice but to gather up their fellow leaders and meet with me. They know how valuable it will be towards their existence to continue to survive here on this planet. They can abide through me or the dracons they serve. Sister, when are you planning on initiating the daylight? Asked Abdul. In a few weeks when the clock strikes at 11 a.m., I will then remove the night, and by doing this, I will take advantage of the two suns 
that are in the shadows. I will bring them out of hiding, move them trilateral of the earth, and allow them to shine. So as the earth rotates, she will receive three suns consistently. Remember this, Saul is not our enemy, for the chosen ones absorb the light of Anu. So family, go inform the others and let them know not to fear, for the creators will take care of them. The elders returned to the people and repeated word for word what was explained to them. The people were extremely proud of their queen, so much so that they wanted to celebrate a feast of some sort to show their love and support for such a strong and enduring young woman and her young male counterpart for the fight of the laws of righteousness given down many centuries ago by the strength of the Maat. When our work is done, we return Earth back to her true form and vibration that corresponds to this universe. Then that would mark a time for celebration before we return back to our universe said Zuri. The Hogan replied with a statement and a meditation to all who were present. There will be time, there will be plenty of time to celebrate, for our young warriors are about to free us all from the injustices and the tyranny of man and his kind, and from those who mistakenly resemble humans. Peace is within them and the eye watchers, for they for their quest will be a long and arduous one. May the creators and the Maat follow them to victory and peace in the universe. May the ancestors keep them safe from harm. The people disassembled and returned to their cabins for what was to be one of the longest quans ever in history, as it was known throughout the millennium. Leo began to think what was going to happen to planet Earth and how the people of the planet would live to see a month of continuous daylight that would befall over all of them. How would a normal person react to, a, to comprehend such a happening? On the other hand, Ayura began being the woman she is, was elated to have birth such a spirited and phenomenal young woman. She welcomed the thought of her young daughter commanding these people of evil on the planet to cease the terrible acts against a helpless civilization. Ayura was pleased to see this event. Mother, father, Zuri and I are departing now. I have appointed two eye watchers to guard Alcabulon from the north to the south. You, will, you all will be safe while we are away. When we return, everyone and everything should be in its place until I am contacted again. Do not fear for the creators are standing by our side. Love and peace will be with you. Like a mother whose baby was leaving the fold for the first time, Ayura's eyes welled up with tears as she graciously held her daughter. She also held her son in love, her son in love and wished him strength and resolve. Zuri's mother, Chinwe, held her son as tight as she could, never wanting to release him. Mother, please, you have to let me go. It's my worth to lead my family to complete freedom from the beast. I just got you back, only to leave again, but truly I understand why it has to be, she said as she slowly took her arm from around his waist. Leo's reaction was quite different. Being the battle-hardened soldier he once was, 
He smiled from ear to ear and was very proud of his young and wise daughter and her man and all the 600 others who would follow them out of the camp. To him, they resembled the 187th Battalion Warlord Marines he belonged to once upon a time. He was simply proud. Okay, that was part 72. All righty. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was 70. Okay, we on 74. Now. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that was right. part 74. We're on 73 now. Mm-hmm. Any questions? Now, the part that, yeah, the part, and, and uh, the number is 323-642-1586. If you have any questions or comments, about uh, what uh, the author just read out of her book, The War. Now, what you just read sounds so much like what is going on now with the people being in a sleep, you know, or a hypnotic state and the ones that are awakening up. Now, that part sounds like it's nonfiction because that seems to be what's going on now, and we are – Right here, oh, you know, with the war hanging over us and things like that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty similar. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I hadn't thought about it in these days and times. This was what back in back then, <laughs> about <laughs> four, six, four or five years ago, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, when I read it, I kind of I'm kind of feeling the same thing, you know, that that uh you're feeling sister Beth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about the same thing. Mhm. And and that's why you know that is more to it. You know, this is is what you know, metaphysical or spiritual, however you want to call it, because it has the time. I mean, it's like that's why when doctors say Dr. X always say the time dictates. So, you know, you wrote it years ago, but it's like right on time because it's what's going on right now. Yes, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, uh I you know, back then when I did write it, I kind of felt like we were heading in this direction because at the mm-hmm. time, you know, cuz I used to question myself you know, this is not correct. I need to wake up. I need to find some answers. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, that's what I was doing. And when I was going through those answers, I was just, you know, writing them down at the same time. So, okay. yes, time do dictate. Yeah, it takes time for this stuff to, you know, to level out this way, even though, uh, you know, what they were, they were trying to get the powers that be to realize that what you're doing is, is – I mean, we're going to have good and bad. We're going to have that. And she didn't. She didn't. She she wasn't saying that you have to be good at two shoes. She wasn't saying right. that. Right. She was. Right. <laughs> she was just trying to get them to realize that. Look, you know, some of the things that y'all are doing is just atrocious. You you can do better yeah. than that, even though everybody's not going to be the same. That's all she yeah. was trying to explain to them. Yeah. And they didn't seem to want to listen. Right, because they don't care, you know. It just just seemed like destruction, and that's why I say it just seemed like what's going on now. You know, like you say, Mm -hmm. we're going to have good and evil, but it don't have Mm -hmm. to just, like, to me, it 
it feels like that they, whatever this de- deity or entity, like they are against the humans on this planet. Exactly. It's deeper. It goes deeper than what we see on the surface. Mm-hmm. You know, as mm-hmm. we said a couple of shows ago, you know, you, you got that pyramid and you got, you can see who's at the top of the pyramid, but what's at the top? of the top of the pyramid. There's something going on mm-hmm. there. Yeah. You know, and uh and you know, I don't think that, you know, you know, the the president that we have right now, I'm not against him, but because he's a showman. Okay? He's about showmanship. Mm-hmm. You know, right. He right. likes the T right. V and the you know and everything. He likes to be in the limelight. And so with a lot of negative reactions that's going on with him right now, I, he don't like that. You know, mm-hmm. he, he really don't like that. Donald Trump do not like, he does not like people that that don't like him. And I know that mm-hmm. that bothers him because he wants everybody to like him. But he's mm-hmm. in a position where he's being, he can't, everybody can't like him. And he's being put in that position. Because if he had it his way, you know, it would be uh, a party every day in the United States. If right. he had it his everybody, way. You know. Everybody would be eating and drinking and, ha- and have <laughs> plenty. <you know>? Everybody. <laughs> not just only. It'd be every. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. He, 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 he wanted the type that, you know, the people, people have a party and then the whole the people uh, on your neighborhood, like oh, so and so having a party. Let's go over there, and you know everybody eating, drinking, mm-hmm. and so. But that's you know that's what they call that brotherhood, or you, you know that's how it should be. But that's why yeah. I'm saying this other force that's there. It's like they mm-hmm. just want to destroy. They just want to see people suffer. It's like. Like a hatred, like they don't like. That's why I say it seems like they don't like humans. So, I don't know. I guess it's a. You see, you there, Sister Bell? Oh yeah, no. my phone keeps going off. Oh, here, there we go. Here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it's like that. It's like a greed fest going. You know, it's uh, they just, they're just greedy. You know, they're they're a to me they are a fragile group and anybody Mm. that's fragile and afraid you know we'll do Mm -hmm. things like this you know Mm -hmm. they are in no Mm -hmm. way supreme to anything if you're a scaredy cat you're not supreme yeah you know you're not supreme over you know over the ones that are strong you know Mm. and can take care of themselves they are a fragile group and anytime you're afraid, you are not supreme. So I don't give them I don't give them the the title of white supremacy because they are not supreme. And I, I will never put that out in the ether for them. They are a weak and pitiful bunch. Well, I they're think scared. that there is a hidden hand that's going on, you know, like in the Wizard of Oz. And mm-hmm. I just feel like that is is layers. And and what's doing this is is the top, you know, what's going on at the top. But I just feel like that it's a hidden hand up there, 
And to me, it doesn't feel like that is from this earth. It feels like it's, 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 it's from somewhere else. It is, and they and that's the weak and pitiful bunch I'm talking about. They they yeah. may have some knowledge, you know, they may have some knowledge, but it's knowledge that I wouldn't want to learn from them, because if I learned the knowledge that they have, then it, it you know I would be in the same position that they are in, and it's just wrong. It's not right to just you know kill off life as we know it, and and it seems like think... that's what that's going on. Yeah. I, I don't think that they even want us to have their knowledge. You know, their knowledge, they feel, mm. is their knowledge, but it's their agenda that's that's what they're doing here. And like I say, they just feel like another entity, and, you know, their agenda is to control this planet, to take over the planet. You know how you had the gangs that come in and take over certain neighborhoods and and things like that. Well, they want the planet, and this is what they've been working on for a long time. This just didn't start. Right. You know, Femi said, you know, uh, they don't, you know, somebody came and dropped them off over here, you know. <laughs> they come from somewhere else, and, you know, they were dropped off over Well, that's, you know, that's fiction. But she was saying whoever it is, you know, what's going on, the Dracons and all these other entities is walking. It's more than them. I say, you know, it's countless number of, and I and I say this in all, all, all sincerity, that there mm-hmm. are countless other beings on this planet other than the human exactly. kind. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And exactly. they are well hidden. And, you know, yeah. and they've been here for a very, very long time to know who we are, know our anatomy, how we think, you know, how we how we react, what you know, the things that we do. You know, they're mm-hmm. just learning, learning, learning. And I do believe that and I and a lot of people were saying, well, they are terraforming the planet. I don't think they're terraforming the planet. The planet is just going through this. This is what this is what Gaia is doing. She's just going through another age. Like she was mm-hmm. in the ice age. So now she's coming out of the ice age and she's going it's getting hotter. And that's why mm-hmm. I mentioned about those suns that Femi has got brought out of the shadows. So basically it's going to be, it's, they're already, and I've seen one sun other than the sun that you see every day. I've seen another one out there, but I've never mm-hmm. seen three suns before. So she's mm-hmm. bringing two suns out to be, people on the planet are going to see these three suns. And they're okay. positioned on the planet to where it'll never be night. It'll always be day. And she's mm. trying to, yeah, she's trying to convince the the evils of the powerful, listen to me. You know, I'm I'm trying to tell you something here. So if I get mm. these three suns shining out here, you know that this is not something that you can explain away from the people that sees this because people, regular people, human beings that walk this earth every day, going to work, going to school, whatever, whatever, are going to actually see these three sons. They're not going to be kids. So they're actually going to see this. So they're going to wonder what is going on. And they're going to run to their leaders, their congressmen, their senators. They're going to 
try to go everywhere and find out what in the world is going on in this in this universe. Is it time mm-hmm. now for the what is it, space command or what did Trump say? Uh Space Force? Right. You know, can the can the Space Force do something about these sons out here? What's going on? Are we being invaded? And see, people right now to this day, you the majority of them don't believe that there's nobody here but us, that there's nobody yeah. in the entire universe but human beings, you know, yeah. and that is not true. So when they see these sons, it's going to be like, wait a minute, we're not alone. There's something going on here. So we want mm-hmm. answers. Mm-hmm. So, but when everybody laid down and was asleep, you know, they try to explain it away like, oh, God is coming and all this. And everybody ran to their yeah. preachers and all this stuff. And then they told them lies. You know, like, you know, the president just told him, you know, told his press secretary or whatever, whoever works for him, you know, just tell him that right. it was just a, right. something happened and it ain't going to happen again, you know, and right. stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and like you say, the other people, I don't know what you call them, entities, uh, I I think that they have positioned themselves, and they have put mm. put themselves in powerful position. You know that was the. I think that's why all of this time, that's what they've been moving. It's like moving themselves, and so they all got themselves in position, and you know they ready to do the takeover. And, you know, and this is something that, that, like I say, it didn't just start. This has been going on for centuries. But, and the pyramids yeah, because has something to do with it. Because I do feel like that is something to do with out of, out of space. You know, people had mm-hmm. different theories with the uh, pyramids, but it's something there. What would you get right to say, Sister Seta? Oh, uh, I was gonna I was gonna say that in the last novel, Bright Light, you know, we found out at the mm-hmm. end that there were entities walking among uh the president and all his people in the White House mm-hmm. but they didn't mm-hmm. see them. But you know, mm-hmm. Femi and Zuri saw them. So yeah, they're they're there. So and then they wanna try to pretend and, they and say, even, Well which, what are they talking about? You know. Well go ahead, yeah, sister. Yeah. They did a movie. They did a movie. I don't forgot the name of it, but the uh, the alien. You know, they looked it like us, but they certain people. You know, found out that who they were, and they were killing them. But the, the alien became the president. You know, and that's why I'm saying they have put themselves in certain positions of power for the takeover. Exactly now, because uh, if you other... mm-hmm. excuse me, go ahead, go ahead. Smith. Go ahead. No, I was I was gonna talk about something. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish that. No, you're fine because I think I lost my train of thought. But go ahead, Sister Bill. <laughs> okay, but I was gonna, <laughs> I was thinking about what La, uh, what Ramon had said the other day when he talked about the stars in the sky, and you know I had I know when you take the airplane at night, you know, and I did that one time. I was up in the sky. And I'm like, where's the stars at, you know? And I didn't see mm-hmm. it, but I ain't really paid, you know, I, it just left my mind after I didn't see it. But then when he said it, I'm like, okay, well, somebody else noticed it, 
you know, you don't you look like you should really be able to see the stars. Seem like you're closer to them, but it's no stars up there. Well, you know, uh you know, I had a a friend that I used to talk to that we, you know, we would talk on a regular basis about speculative fiction mm-hmm. and speculative mm-hmm. nonfiction and mm-hmm. um we used to talk we you know, we kind of bounced it around you know about a um uh, about all of this is an illusion that everything mm-hmm. that we see is an is an illusion to satisfy the mind of the human being you know uh that we are under some type of a dome that we all are and that you really can't go outside of that. There's nothing outside of that dome. Now, you know, and we also talked about the stars being, you know, as far as stars and moon and sun, all of that's all of that is in this dome that has been prepared for our minds. Anything outside mm-hmm. this dome is not what we see, like, you know, like you see stars and the moon, you know, all that mm-hmm. is is within. Is with mm. is within, like in a like in a glass, like a snow globe. Basically. Right, right, right. Mhm. Yeah, so we kind of passed that along, and no, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was just saying. No, I was just the snow, like like it's nothing there, and then when you shake it, then you see the you know the snow or the stars. But that I just thought that that was just really interesting that. Years ago, I had I noticed that when I was up in the plane, I'm like, where is the stars? I see the clouds, and I even see now, you know, whatever that's up there, it is not real clouds. I see the real clouds, and then I see something else that looked like clouds, and it's it, it's a blank, you know, it's like a blanket because clouds kind of break up. But this what they got up there now, it's like it it's like a blanket over the whole city, you know, and you it's no break in it. It's like it's covering the sun up or something. Yeah, that it it does feel like that like I said, everything has been I guess made 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 for us, maybe made to order. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like something said, well, look, you know, I'm going to put these little, you know, these little sparkly things up there because they make, you know, and we'll name that, you know, stars for them. And then we're going to put mm. this sun out here so that it could keep them nourished, you know, so it can grow stuff mm-hmm. for them because, you know, they have to, they acquire, require food to eat, plants, stuff like that. So we're going to put that out there for them. And then we're going to put a night at, you know, a night light at night and call it the moon so they can see stuff at mm-hmm. night by the moon, you know, every so often. I, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's all been prepared for us. Okay. I don't, I, and I, and I don't, I think it's a reality that we have in our mind, you know, because I don't see this kind of stuff. When I'm asleep at night, I do travel and I don't mm-hmm. see none mm-hmm. of this. Why can't I see the sun? Why why can't I see the moons and stars when I dream? When I have dreamed, I have dreamed about I just about dreamed about everything you can think of except for that, except for this reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
You're right. You know, so. You're right. When you think about, because you see yourself in certain places, but you're right. I when I think about it, when the last time I dreamed about the sun or standing mm-hmm. out in the moon. Now I have mm-hmm. dreamed about, uh, go, you know, space and going through. Uh, black holes and things like that. But I, when I think about it, I never have dreamed about the sun, you know, and things like that. And so, and I think this is might be part of the awakening that is going on here, you know, because now we're starting to see the illusion or whatever that is going on. Really? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we starting to, it's like we got those, what do you call those glasses that you have on and virtual reality glasses? And now it's mm-hmm. like we're taking the glasses off and we like, whoa, where are we at? Yeah, like, and, and that's like we don't need glasses no more. <laughs> Right, right. Mm-hmm. But, it's, you know, it's it's something because we just, and you know, we just living and ain't really thinking about it. And like you say, when you start bringing things up like this to people, then they want to think something wrong with you, or they just. Hello, Sister Beth. Okay, yeah, that's my phone. It keeps cutting off. Um, now you say that you are working on a another book. What, what, what's that book about? Uh, Area Fifty One. Mhm, mhm. Uh, that's the name. <laughs> I told you about Cos- Cosmic Legacy. Uh huh. Area Chemistry Area Fifty One. Um, okay. It's about. Well, I'm just going to give a little bit away. Uh, okay, okay. Of course, I know I don't know if you have Facebook or not, but on Facebook they had this thing out where uh, they were going to storm Area 51, right? And back mm-hmm. in September, I think a lot of people heard about that. So it's about three or four mm-hmm. million people were supposed to go and storm Area 51 to find out what's going on Area 51. And of course, if okay. you come even. Uh, a hundred miles of the place you're getting shot down or whatever. It's so secretive. So that's now that's one stuff. place. Yeah, that is one place that nobody can ever know what's going on. Maybe Dulce mm-hmm. in New Mexico, they might know a little bit what's going on. And there's also mm-hmm. another place in Ohio that they have something secretive going on in there. But Area Fifty One and Antarctic. <clears throat> And uh, uh, and, and the Antarctic, Antarctic. Mm-hmm. right, right, right. But I know the Area Fifty One. Now they show they have some pictures of the Ant in the Antarctic, but you know they've got a few things, but not like Area Fifty One. You will never be mm-hmm. able. Nobody has ever able to been able to know what's going on in that joint right there. So mm-hmm. this this novel is about. This young man who always wanted to go to see what was happening at Area 51, but of course mm-hmm. he wasn't ever to wasn't ever able to get in. So mm-hmm. he's he's going to wake up and 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 he's he's waking up with no memory where he's been, where he come from, but it was mm-hmm. but he was in somewhere in Arizona. 
And so okay. that's about all I can say about that. Okay, so we can imagine. So. I can see him. I can see him getting into Area 51 some kind of way, and amazing <laughs> at what he sees. He's not going to be able to get in. Oh, he was not? never okay. able to get in. Right. Okay. Okay. But it's okay. <laughs> it's a lot in my brain is going on with that. And, you know, okay. to this day, okay. I'm thinking to myself, uh, you know, it's something about Area 51 that's really, really puzzling and secretive. Mm. It has a lot I to do with those. What we were talking about earlier. You know exactly. Aliens, yeah. Aliens. yeah. <laughs> because that's where they. But it's more than. Yeah, yeah, and then they try to play it down like it didn't happen. They also, they also had a crash and was spotted in Minot, North Dakota. You know where, hmm. you know, in these novels is where those ships went. Well, they they actually mm-hmm. knew that Femi was being born at the time in the city over from Minot, North Dakota. And so all the little mm-hmm. gadgets, and you know, they lay dormant. And then all when she was born, after she was born, all the gadgets started moving around, you know, because mm-hmm. they knew she was ready, you know, to do whatever, you know, do what they needed to do. So they woke okay. up. She, like, woke them up. Yeah. Okay. So, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like that. Area 51, it's, it's going to be very interesting. That, that novel's going to be okay. very interesting. Okay. Okay. Because the rest <laughs> of them are. Well, we're we getting down on time. And one more time, uh, let them know where they can uh, get a book. And if they want a book that's autographed, where they can get that. Okay. If you go to my website, chemistry with the K, K E M E T S T R Y files.com, chemistryfiles.com. I have my email on there where you can go to that back page and, uh, you know, just email me, give me your information where I need to send the book. I will autograph it for you and send it to you. Uh, you can also go to Amazon.com. They are there in uh, paperback and also in Kindle. So now on Gumroad, uh, G-U-M-R-O-A-D, Gumroad.com, I do have the first audio book out there of Bright Light, the first one where you can listen to it instead of reading it if you like, and it's on sale over there on gumroad.com. I've already recorded the other four, but I haven't put them out there yet. So you can get the first one there on Mm gumroad.com. Okay, okay. So maybe maybe we don't need to finish the book. He, you know, it's like get almost to the finish so they can go and get find out what happens at the end of the book. Yeah, I think these. I think the war, the war will be okay, but the last two, I don't think I'm going to do the mm-hmm. last two because the okay. last two is really, uh, it's mind blowing on those last two. Okay. Maybe I should okay. do the. I don't know. The fourth one is like that's really mind blowing. That that. You get to the evil then, you know. I mean, they have a backstory mm-hmm. too. So okay. I might, I might read maybe a chapter from the from Nine X. That's the one I'm speaking of. That's okay. when the evils okay. get together and start discussing about us. <laughs> oh, okay. That should be mm-hmm. interesting. 
Well, Sister yeah. Seta, Aset, uh, I, I thank you, and I look forward to next week and much success. And uh, we looking forward to come out on the either the TV or the movie screen. So uh, that's what we're waiting for. But in the meantime, we enjoy it, listening to it here. And we thank you for your time and your creation. Well, I thank you too, Sister Beverly, for giving me the chance to come on here and read it to the people. You know, I'd love to hear from the people, but yeah, you know, that would be great, but I don't mind reading it to them at all. And I'm hoping that they're enjoying it as well. Yeah, they are. They are. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And I'm going to play your song. And this is your uh, song that's going to be played when the movie come out. So uh, thank you, Sister Seta. And uh, much success. Peace and love. And my hotel. Okay. My hotel.
making the world healthier, safer, and more efficient. That's the mission for IT professionals at Lidos. And right now, they're looking for the next generation of innovators to help transform the business and change the future of work. Excellent pay and sign-on bonuses available. Security clearance required. Put your software skills to work with Lidos. Learn more at Lidos.com slash PHX2. That's L-E-I-D-O-S dot com slash PHX2. 